Bill Michaels show. Ben Kenny with you on this Friday. I I think it's a festive Friday. There's been some fire brought. Fire brought against the Packers draft pick. Lucas Van Ness at 13 last night in the first round. We're reacting to it. 877-867-1670 is how you get a hold of the show. Go back to the phones here in a second. I want to reset on the Twitter question at Ben Z Kenny over there uh, on Twitter. Are you happy with Lucas Van Ness? 73%, 400 votes in say that. 27% where we stand right now say they're mad they did not take Jackson Smith in Jigba at 13. We'll continue the conversation throughout the day today. As, as we heard in the update, and I wish I could do 30 minutes on this, even though it's not very pertinent, Shohei Otani against Wade Miley tonight could be the matchup of the century. The, the Brewers' newfound ace against uh, the greatest thing to ever happen in the game of baseball. That's like I, I'm excited for round two and round three of the draft. Don't get me wrong, but that might be where my eyes start to turn once that matchup happens. 877-867-1670. Packers take Lucas Van Ness. Your thoughts. Let's go back to the phones. Our buddy Derek is in Albany. Derek, what's up? Hey, calling you from far away in Albany, New York. Hey, Ben, you're, don't say you don't have a life. You're there for us. You're there for Bill. And, <laughs> and you're, uh, you're, you're, every day you acquire more knowledge. I said to you off air, I said, you're kind of an old soul, man. You sound, uh, your knowledge belies your years. Well, I can say you. that because I'm probably as old, old as your father. But, um, you know, and you're probably about five years away from making the pro golf tour the way you're playing all the time from what I hear. <laughs> that's not true. So, I, maybe that's well, how I talk I, about it. Maybe I'm five years away I, from, from talking about the pro golf tour. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we all get we all get draft crushes on certain players. And uh, in Jigba, everybody seemed to have a crush on him. But uh, now, by extension, uh, we got a crush on uh, Van Ness's sisters. My God almighty. <laughs> oh, my. Even my. Even my girlfriend said, boy, they got a lot going on. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, I'll say this. I, I'll say this. So he's, he's drafted from a, a family house in Lake Geneva, a second home, where the first home is in the suburbs of Chicago, which probably tells you something. Uh, yeah. The funniest part of all of it was his brother, or seemed to be a, a young young dude there, figure it's a relative, goes and gives him a hug. And the production guy for NFL Films or NFL Network just yanks him off of him because <laughs> he was in the middle of the camera shot. He was he was covering up some of the sisters. <laughs> right, yeah. Hey, the thing about Njigba that isn't talked about, and I looked this up. We all do our research at the nerd the draft nerds we are. Njigba had a reoccurring hamstring problem. Yep. And I'll tell you, that can be tricky. And the soft tissue, soft tissue things. And now I think, you know, a tight end is not a sexy position, Ben, but I think the guy that's really solid is Michael Meyer. I, I don't think he'll be spectacular, but he strikes me as the kind of guy, like a Jason Witten type. Not spectacular, mm. but solid. I I think that's who they should try to get early in the second round. I'd move up to get him, and then, like you say, take try to take a quick speed receiver opposite Christian, uh, you know, Christian Watson. Yeah, they have options, and it's not only the two seconds. They have a third which you figure could either be moved up with or or used at that spot. They have a fourth, a fifth, a sixth, and four seventh. So they're pretty flexible in what they could do. And Mayor, Mayor visited, as well as Darnell Washington. So they've done their homework on the position. Yeah. It, it's a great thing that the entire position is still on the board. That's like we, we spend weeks on this show saying they should not draft a tight end in the first round. That's why. Because you can get them in the second. Almost as easily. 
it's it's fun for draft nerds, man. I'm looking forward to it. All right, man. Thanks, Derek. Appreciate it as always. 877-867-1670. Your reaction to round one of the NFL draft. I will, we'll get into Will Levis falling, some of the big winners, some of the other storylines, as well as Brian Gutekind's audio. He spoke with the media late last night after we got off air from the draft show. You'll hear that probably in about 30 minutes. We have Mike Clemens joining the show at 120 today. They spoke with Lucas Van Ness after the selection. We'll get all the angles of that. Uh, but let's get back to the phone calls. Let's go to our buddy, Brett. Brett, what's going on, man? What's on your mind? Happy Friday, Ben. Thank you. I am excited about this pick. If I told you you could could have gotten Clay Matthews or TJ Watt, people would be going, oh, yeah, when can we get him? Right. We all remember the Kevin King disaster. This could be exactly what would have happened if they had drafted that Ohio State wide receiver. You know, Brett this, mean, Brett, this brings something up real quick. If Lucas Van Ness went to Wisconsin, he would be, mm-hmm. in, in the eyes, I think, of fans across the state today, he would be the second coming of Jesus. <laughs> but he went to Iowa, oh, they, right? Which is like, they made oh, okay. A Exactly. Like we don't know Iowa as well. And there's long been Packers pass on Wisconsin kids. Imagine if same player, same dude, if he went to Wisconsin and he was selected at that spot, people would be losing their minds over him. Yeah. And they probably aren't even saying anything in Illinois. They don't even care. Right. (laughs) Right. So you like the pick? I, I love the pick. And you know what I did is I looked back at the 2013 draft and the Packers had the top two picks. Doc, David Bakhtiari, Michael Hyde, even though he's not with the Packers anymore, only 11 Pro Bowlers were picked in that entire first round that had a Pro Bowl at least one year. Three of them you probably never heard of. That means about eight guys out of 32. Over half never had their fifth-year option picked up. Oof. And you only got players like DeAndre Hopkins, Cordell Patterson, and Eric Fisher left. Well, Cordero Patterson, it took him seven years to even catch on as more than a punt returner. So that even wasn't a full-on hit. And people would have gone crazy over some of those picks. In the top ten, only one guy, Fisher, I think, made it into the Pro Bowl. That's it out of the top ten picks. First round. Oh, no, that was the the Lane Johnson draft. Lane Johnson is the one from that draft who's still amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. There were some the good ones, tackles. but a lot of, yeah, but a lot of, uh, you know, when you look at some of them draft picks, you, you people would have gone crazy if they would have got, oh, Deion Jordan or, um, Asane, uh, Ezekiel Asane. You know, some of those guys they would have gone crazy, but you know they didn't have great careers. So I mean, you look at it, you don't know what's going to happen. Get, give the guys some slack, and I bet in a year or two we might be talking. What what a steal he was. <laughs> right. Appreciate the phone call, man. Well, Thank you. I, 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 there's the comparison to Watt. I think they're different. Van Ness is maybe 30 pounds heavier. And I, he talked about this, and we'll hear from him. He played inside at Iowa, too. So he's not just going to come in and only rush off the edge. They could use him with his hand in the dirt and be flexible up there on the line, which will work really well. Again, for the, I, I cannot emphasize enough how below average this defensive line was last year. They ranked 31st in efficiency against the rush, 30th in expected points added against the rush, fourth worst in terms of yardage allowed, and they lost Jerron Reed and Dean Lowry, who I don't, I, I didn't think they were good last year, but still that's two important depth pieces. They are overly thin and 
aside from Rashawn Gary coming off an ACL, Preston Smith, who I really like, they're just not really talented up there. So if Devontae Wyatt hits and Lucas Van Ness hits, that changes the outlook a bit for that position, which is one of the more important positions on the football field. Uh, again, I, I love the pick. Um, for those for those that still are, are pining for Jackson Smith and Jigba or really wanted that, I want to hear why. 877-867-1670. Let's go to our buddy Sean listening to us in Nina. Sean, how are you? Good, Ben. Thanks for taking my call. How are you doing today? Good, man. What's up? Yeah, the Van Ness pick, I'm not as sexy as the receiver. I forget his name out of Ohio State. But the one thing that I just want to hit on that, uh, uh, you know, he's an inside-outside player. Uh, work ethic is he went, what, I think he was a 220 going as a freshman into Iowa and put 60 pounds on. I mean, back in the day as a, as a former gym guy that put a lot of weight on myself, it's just tells me the kid's got the work ethic. And the kind of weight he put on, it's not just for the sake of weight. I mean, this guy has stats. I mean, he could probably put another, what's he, 270 right now, 275? He could probably put another you know, 10, 15 pounds on and, and not lose a bit of speed or quickness that he has. So I think the guy's got all the, all the tools, but I think he's, he's hungry and that he just didn't go to college like a Braylon Allen that had a physical, you know, uh, man child luck. He had to work and earn his playtime on the field. And that started in the weight room, putting that weight on. So I think this kid's going to be a stud for us. And he's very humble, uh, humble and hungry. That's my take on this kid. Awesome. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I'm getting some more tallies for Van Ness. Uh, the, the beginning of the show, a lot of the calls, fast and furious out of the gates, a lot of Jackson Smith and Jigba love, but I, I think people are, as time goes on and turning around, they're getting why it makes sense. And listen, you cannot love it. You could still want in Jigba, but I don't think you can deny that this pick makes a lot of sense for the Green Bay Packers and the future. Like When we look back at this pick, I don't think this will be one we point to as a complete travesty. Maybe taking Kevin King over T.J. Watt is one of them. The love pick, obviously it, he's going to start this year, but many still look at that as a terrible pick. In terms of the thought process and the process behind drafting Van Ness, I don't think we could look back at this pick as what was he thinking. That was a terrible idea. Now, he could not turn out to be a great player, but that's the NFL draft. That's the nature of the beast. It's If your hit rate was 1,000%, then... You should go to the Hall of Fame, and and uh, frankly, you just shouldn't be allowed in draft rooms. These dudes miss on picks all the time, and there's a lot of stuff that happens after they get in the building. Work ethic is something you could try to understand, but do injuries happen? A lot of factors at play. So I'm not saying he's going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread, but but all of the the process behind drafting him, I think I'm really behind. 877-867-1670. And then I saw a great tweet last night, actually, from Alex Kirshner of uh, he does college football podcasts. And this is 936 last night as I was on air. He said, Wisconsin's decline under Paul Christ is best shown in Iowa surpassing them as Big Ten's most prolific producer of good defensive front players who look exactly like that, <laughs> which I, it's hard to deny. A.J. Epinesa goes to the Bills a couple years ago. He's good. Uh, Iowa's been churning out some players recently, man. Uh, tight end is obviously an, an easy one. And Josh Jackson to the Packers five years ago did not work. But if you talk about work ethic and, and a guy that is in a, a good culture and a good program, at least on the defensive side, okay, I, I don't want to talk about Iowa's offense unless they take Sam Laporta, who I love. But if you want to talk about a, a great culture to grab a guy from, defensively like Iowa's that 
if he fills all of your athletic requirements and a positional need, I'd be all over the Iowa guys. And, and that's what the Packers are. 877-867-1670. Now, would I rather Iowa defensive lineman or Georgia defensive lineman? Clearly, I would, I would lean with the Bulldogs. But Van Ness just fits. He fits. He fits athletically. He fits the profile of what the Packers aim for in the first round. And I, I don't think anybody should be surprised by the pick. And hopefully it works out. That's all we could say. 877-867-1670. Let's go back to the phones. Line one, you're on the Bill Michael Show. Who do we got? Uh, Jim from Door County. Jim, what's up, man? How are you? I love the pick. Oh, thanks, by the way. I love the pick, and this is my dream wish for the second round. Yes. One of those top tight ends. And Keno Benton from Wisconsin. Keanu I'd Benton. Love to have him oh, in our defensive life. I'm all in. I'm all in. That would be like you look at the defensive line if he had Van Ness and Benton, then it, that flips it 180 degrees. I would argue it becomes yep, a good I'd defensive love, line after that. I'd love the pick. I'd be in. Thank I, you. I'd be in. Thanks, man. Um, maybe a wide receiver in there in the second. You try to get Benton in the third, but Benton's been shooting up boards. And you talk about an interior athlete that could rush. Benton's that too. If you watched any Badger football last year and you turn on the defense, which was good by the standards of many programs, bad by Wisconsin standard, which is top of the line in the country type good that the Badgers usually have. The only reason, one of the only reasons the driving force behind that defense succeeding was Keanu Benton. So I would love that fit. And again, I look at the needs in the draft wide receivers one. Yes. Tight end is, is a huge one, even though I I'll say this. I tweeted this a couple days ago. I was half joking, probably 80% joking, 20% truth. Josiah DeGuara is in the tight end room. And I don't think we should forget that Jordan love loves throwing to DeGuara. Every time we've seen him in the preseason or in games, Josiah DeGuara is spammed with targets. He's not the answer at tight end. Don't get me wrong, but I think he's going to have an impressive year. I think he's going to contribute after a couple years of not. That's a, that's as far as I'll go with that. But with tight end being a big need and a, a very easy need to address tonight, wide receivers in need, I still look at the defensive line, and that's the position that I think is the most impactful and, and probably gives me the most pause going into next year. And that was before they took Van Ness. If they could get another impactful guy, that makes me feel all that much better about that position. 877-867-1670. Real quick, let's go back to the phones. Line three. Hello, you're on the Bill Michael Show. Hey, Ben. Badger Pipeline from the North calling here. Troy, um, what's up, buddy? How's it going? Good. Hey, you know, you, know, you used the, the term earlier, and I think why you may get some naysayers against Van Ness is because the Packers for – you know, going way back to how many years, it's always take the best player available. And the thing with Budikos that you just learn to like or dislike is, is he uses the word potential. This Every year, this guy's got potential. I hope he is. Um, but I think that's what you just get kind of tired of hearing them say, take the best player available, because they definitely have some needs over other positions. And if if, you know, a, a defensive rush edger is a need, then, you know, that, then they sh- now they should just come out and say, hey, that was an area we, you know, we had a need on. But 
Um, the thing that I that I question a little bit about this guy from Iowa is not so much how many snaps he played, but you know he wasn't even all Big Ten first team. The Football Network had him as a third team in the Big Ten. Um, I, you just wonder wh- why. And last thing I'll say is it's it's a crab shoot. You just don't know when you draft it. You really don't. But God, you get so many people so worked up all over. I mean, think of Tony Manners when he came in and everybody was grueling over that, and it didn't pan out. So hopefully this works out for the guy. I know people have said, you know, maybe a J.J. Watt comparison. That, mm. That's kind of hard. But I would take that. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. Right. Yeah. right. I would start so, with Rashawn Gary. I mean, I I think he does have a higher floor than a a, a true potential pick would have. Because if you play right. defensive line at Iowa, you have to do certain things right. And that's exactly. defend the run, tackle, and be tough. So if he right. brings those three just to start, okay, we're working with something. And then what can right. you develop in terms of pass rushing? Do you, do you think it's got anything to do with Gary's rehabbing? Is it is it on pace? Well, um, Brian Gudikins talked about that, and he said – Okay. Uh, while it certainly helps, uh, and I'll play that cut when we come back. He said, while it certainly helps, that is not the reason. And okay. I could like, it, I would be foolish to say it, it meant nothing because that's yeah. a, it, it makes it a bigger position of need, but it's also what can you set up long-term across from Rashawn Gary? Cause Preston Smith right. won't be here forever. Yeah, exactly. That's right. All right. Troy. Well, hey, keep up, keep up the good work. Uh, and uh, we will uh, talk to you soon and kind of, Kind of excited for tonight because I think the picks are what three or five minutes and they go a little quicker and oh I love tonight I love yeah. tonight tonight is one of the best nights for the ESPN NFL draft highlight music which is my sure. favorite thing in the world oh, <laughs> all it's right incredible. take care good job right, buddy thanks eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy you want to chime in on Lucas Van Ness the Packers first round selection do it in terms of not being on the All Big Ten first team I. I don't have the long list of great players and where they ranked in their in the media selected or coaches selected all Big Ten teams or all SEC teams or all American, but I think there is a long-term rule that we could look at that says what you are in college is not always what you are in the pros. There are a lot of great players in college that maybe weren't that amazing that then reached the next step in the NFL. And this is a guy, Lucas Van Ness is 21 years old. So to me, that, that means he has the ability to blossom. His best football is ahead of him. It's not as if they took a 25-year-old defensive lineman who just had stats. Like this is a kid, he was a sophomore, who is still rounding into form, still learning the position, 21 years old again. So uh, while, yes, he was not the best defensive lineman in the Big Ten last year in a very good Big Ten, I, I would note defensively. It's about potential. And, and I know it's a cliche and best player available potential, but that's truly what it is. And, and when you look at what can help your team in the long run, that's what you look at. I don't think you look at the Athlon Sports all Big Ten teams. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Ben Kenny in for Bill Michaels. We'll get back to the phone calls when we come back. And Brian Gudikins spoke about whether Rashawn Gary's ACL rehab had anything to do with the Van Ness pick. We'll play that for you, as well as much more. It's the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
long-term than immediately. Um, that, this will have some immediate help for sure, but it was really more of a long-term thought uh, process. There's Brian Gudekinst. Welcome back. Ben Kenny in for Bill Michaels today. Gudekinst talking about did drafting Van Ness uh, for help at edge have anything to do with Rashawn Gary's rehab from the ACL? And I, you don't want it to mean everything, but I, I think we would be somewhat foolish to think it, it meant nothing. Right, like that further depletes that position going into next year, and then I I think I I have to believe that Rashawn Gary's growth and blossoming from a raw prospect for Michigan at a similar point in the draft with similar measurables to Van Ness in terms of athleticism, I have to think that him becoming the player he's become helps the Packers to take a guy like this to know that okay we could do that with him too, let alone maybe even better or quicker or more efficiently. So I like this pick. I, again, I, I think a Rashawn Gary's a good comp for what you want him to be, or what you hope. Like if you told me Van Ness turns into Rashawn Gary, that's a home run. I don't give a damn what Jackson Smith and Jigba becomes. I would rather have another Rashawn Gary at edge than a good slot receiver. Now, if, if Christian Watson and, and Dobbs fall off the face of the earth, then you have other problems. But the problem wouldn't be a lack of Smith and Jigba. The problem with the team at that point is you missed evaluations and development of your other more important young guys. So I love the fit of Van Ness, obviously the position and what he'll bring. 877-867-1670. We will get back to the phone calls in a second. I wanted to play this too. Brian Gudikin speaking with the media last night. Why did they pick Lucas Van Ness over some of the wide receivers, Smith and Jigba, or other offensive players still on the board in the first round. Take a listen. Actually, we had really good choices. I mean, again, we have you know we don't pick high this high very often, so we had a lot of choices. And um, uh, I think it was just kind of how we had them rated. Um, obviously, we very much believe in rushing the passer, and edge rush was a very premium position for us. And um, it just that, that I think that was why we kind of made that decision. There it is. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. I think where the skill positions on offense went tells you about how the NFL and how the Packers probably as well viewed those guys. Van Ness went number 13. We got until number 20 as I pull up round one again, uh, number 20 for the first offensive skill position, not named running back, which is ridiculous. There were two running backs taken before, but for a wide receiver to go. And that was the Seahawks taking in Jigba. And then you had a run, Quentin Johnson to the Chargers, Zay Flowers to the Ravens, Jordan Addison to the Vikings, and Dalton Kincaid at 25 to the Bills. But it took until 20 to 25 for these guys to go. So the question I would pose is, okay, Packers need to take a wide receiver in the first round. If that was true, sit back and wonder. If they take a wide receiver at that point, does that mean they took a first round and top caliber receiver? Or does that mean they just used a first round pick on that guy? It's a very clear distinction for me. The evaluation of the player, how he fits on the team, what he projects to be. If all of these receivers went in the twenties and Dalton Kincaid was the only tight end taken at number 25, were those guys that great? Did they really miss? if they're that far down in the first round and the rest of the league where the lions could use a wide receiver, Jamison Williams suspended for gambling Patriots 
Could have used a wide receiver, though I like the fit with Gonzalez. The Jets, to help Rodgers, could have used a wide receiver. Steelers probably could as well. They, they took a tackle. And you go through, uh, and obviously the Packers as well. It's When those guys slip and you see the big run go later, I, I'm sure they're good players, and, and I'm sure some of them will turn out to be quite good. But maybe this receiving class just wasn't all that great. Everybody spoke of it being, okay, a little more poor. But if the top receiver in the class is a slot guy and he goes number 20, I think that tells you more about the wide receiving class than it does about teams maybe passing on them for other players. So that's what I think the Packers were thinking about last night. 877-867-1670. Taking your reaction to the Packers selecting Lucas Van Ness. Looking ahead to the second and third rounds coming up tonight. Where would you go with those selections Let's go back to the phone calls. Our buddy Tom is in Brookfield. Tom, what's up? Yeah, I, I appreciate the, the call. Um, I agree with you wholeheartedly on the first pick. I think Van Ness is a, is a, a perfect type, a perfect fit for them. I like somebody when, uh, said during the draft that they could help Love by having a good enough defense that Love doesn't have to throw 30, 35 times to win a game. And uh, so I think it was the right pick at the right time. They're, Packers pick 11th today, and there are still three or four very decent tight ends on the board. So there's no doubt that they have an opportunity to pick up a tight end, and I think that's what they're going to do. Yeah, they pick 11th and 14th. So that exactly. could be a tight end and a wide receiver. I think exactly. truly uh, the pushback is because people liked Van, uh, Smith and Jigba, and that's a sexy pick. Picking a wide receiver, they're sexy. It's exciting. We think about what love could look like with him. And I would have been excited about it. I would talk myself into it. But after, like, if I did this show tonight, after the second round, after they take a tight end and a wide receiver, I think the people unhappy with the lack of a first-round weapon, I think those concerns are out the window. Jerry Bell also has a problem with uh, with his uh, hamstring, as I understand. That, that could be a, a real serious concern if that becomes a habitual problem. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he didn't. He he got he got dinged up in the first game last year against Notre Dame, and returned four or five times to only play a couple snaps, and he looked bad, like he looked injured the entire season. So he pretty much didn't exactly. play the whole year. And listen, I I love him as a player, watching him in college. But the evaluation teams are having with him is based on two years ago, with a lot of it coming from one big game against Utah in the Rose Bowl. And again, I like him, but that's not a sure thing by no means. 877-867-1670. Thanks for the call, Tom. If you want to chime in on the Packers' first-round selection and, and what you want to see going forward, do it. Our, our buddy Dwayne from Dwayne's Cover It All. Love the pick. The obvious is we still probably will not outscore teams with love, uh, but we need to keep scores close and strike like a snake. Good show, bud. Thank you, Dwayne. Yeah, I mean, listen, it, does a good defense help Jordan Love? It does. But I'm not concerned with helping him win. I'm concerned more when we talk about going into next year is helping the team get a true evaluation of how good he is. I would rather surround him with a lot of talent and because he is surrounded by good players, be able to know whether he's the future than care about how good the defense does and how many games they win. But that's next year. That's the building year. 
Van Ness could, could end up really blossoming, and the defense does become good, and then you get the best of both worlds. But I look at it more of, okay, I don't need the defense to just give him the ball and have him not score that much. No, I want to see him surrounded by talent so we could learn whether he's the guy. And, and again, second round, this is, that's the opportunity to get it done. 877-867-1670. Back to the phones. Line one. Hello, you're on the Bill Michael Show. Hey, bud. It's Chris from Brookfield. Sorry, Chris. I call drop. All but good, hey, sir. Really What's up? I really love the pick. I, I really love the pick. I think the pick was uh, – it, it definitely fills a need. The kid's got – you know, everybody wants to use the term, you know, upscale. But, I mean, he's young. He still can get bigger or he can go down in weight if he needs to. I mean, so what if he wasn't a starter? He still played over 1,000 snaps. I mean, that's quite a bit of football. Uh the rest of the league said that wide receivers and tight ends weren't worth picking until after the 20th. So how many people are going to sit there and say, oh, hey, Goody, you, you overreached. I mean, you got, what, a handful of uh, first-round wide receivers in the last five years that have actually blossomed into something? I mean, I like the pick, and I think they will go tight end uh, in the second round. But I wouldn't be surprised if they also go defensive line in the second round because they still need an inside run stop. Agreed. Yeah, I'd probably lean towards more weapons today. You do have to get weapons. And, and it is a good second round by all accounts for pass catchers, tight end and wide receiver, and then defensive line maybe later on. But I would not be against another defensive lineman, maybe in the third round, if a guy falls. I, I agree because you, you, I mean, there's a lot of split, there's a lot of still a lot of holes they need to fill, and this is his opportunity to do it. And I agree with you. I'm I'm not really worried about what their win loss record is this coming year. I just want to make sure that from the start of the season to the end of the season, we have seen a vast improvement in Jordan being able to read defense, being able to get the ball out of his hands and hit the guys that are open. I want to see him move the chains. I don't want to see him throw the ball 30-plus yards down the field on third and two, and you got guys waving their hands in front of him saying, hey, dummy, throw me the ball like I used to see with Rodgers all the time. I really think that uh, this year is going to be a development year for Rodgers. Uh, for, I'm sorry, for uh, Jordan. And uh, I think uh, the Packer base fan base should just be patient. I mean, don't be ridiculed if he doesn't come out of the, the gate firing on all cylinders and they win every game. There's going to be a lot of growing pains, but I think the kid is worth it. Right. Thanks, Chris. I, I'll put you down. The The tallies are more towards liking Lucas Van Ness than I thought they would be. So far, I believe eight, and the callers have been terrific today, eight of our callers, very on board with the pick, three so far in the beginning of the show, more on the Jackson Smith and Jigba wave. Maybe it's a matter of time as we go further and as tonight happens where those thoughts change. Learning about love is important this coming year and getting him weapons helps to helps to reach that, helps the Packers understand what he's going to be. I would argue that getting defensive weapons gives you also a more clear picture of Joe Barry as a defensive coordinator albeit not as important as a lesson you need to learn than Matt LaFleur, I'd add, and Jordan Love. But let's say Lucas Van Ness is somehow a stud this year. Let's say he's a defensive rookie of the year, best case scenario. 
and Rashawn Gary comes back from injury and the secondary is playing well, Campbell's back to 2021 form and Rasul Douglas is playing well. And like you have the players, but the defense still sucks. The more good players you have, the more clear it is whether the defensive coordinator is clueless or not. So this does help to accomplish at least some of that purpose in terms of building for the future and understanding what's going to happen. This pick of Van Ness. 877-867-1670. Can keep taking your reaction. The Twitter question of the day at Ben Z. Kenny. Packer fans, are you happy with the pick of Van Ness or are you angry that Green Bay passed on Smith and Jigba? 73% are happy with the pick of Lucas Van Ness. That's 500 votes in. A lot more than I thought there would be today. Maybe it's just in the moment and, and Packers didn't take the sexy guy, but man, last night on, on the draft show with Bill, people were unhappy. People were all over Smith and Jigba, which, which I get. I, I like him. I would have been fine taking him, but I don't think that completely counteracts what this move does or what the purpose of it is. 877-867-1670. So we take your reaction to that. Also, when we come back, I want to talk about the rest of the first round. There's some funny notes I wrote down from watching the broadcast, some ridiculousness, uh, and then some winners, some winners and losers. And you'll hear from Brian Gutekinst as well coming up after the top of the hour. A lot more to come. It's Ben Kenny in for Bill Michaels. Ready? This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Bill Michaels show. Ben Kenny in for Bill today. Taking you up until two o'clock. Reacting to the first round of the NFL draft. Packers take Iowa defensive lineman Lucas Van Ness. You got rounds two and three coming up tonight. Packers with three picks. The number 11 and 14 in the second round. And then a pick there in the third. We'll get back to the phones in a second. 877-867-1670. Still lopsided Twitter poll at Ben Z. Kenny. Packer fans seem happy about Lucas Van Ness, at least content about it. They understand it, which I think should be the starting point after today as we go into tonight. Some of the notes from from last night, I don't know if you all listened to the draft show, but uh, as is the case with radio, when you get towards the 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock hour, p.m., hour 7 on the air of the day, hour 8, it, it tends to get a little loopy. You know, you, you tend to to cross some boundaries. So Will Levis, draft status was tanking. ESPN kept showing this graphic that there is a there was a 0% chance you would fall this far, which I think is so stupid. Number one, if anybody watched Will Levis play this year or last year, I, you, you probably understand why he wasn't picked. Not very impressive. He has all the traits, but... There, there clearly was a real chance he would fall. The teams don't value that. The teams didn't want that in the first round. So I didn't like the ESPN predictor thing. But also, there was a lot of talk about Will Levis's mom on the show last night. There's a podcast if you want to go find it. That's as far as I'll comment in regards to that. Uh, the Lucas Van Ness, I, I guess it was his brother, but the kid getting dragged off of him after he got picked. I'd go back and find the video uh, if, if I were you. He gets picked, he gets the call, everyone's cheering. And it looks like his brother comes and like gives him a huge hug. And then one of the production guys just yanks him off. It's like, no, you, you can't get in the shot here. Uh, you, you can't cover up 
Vanessa's sisters, who had clearly all around him. Uh, the worst thing from last night, by far, bar none, dude perfect, completely ruined the Nolan Smith pick to the Eagles. They bring him out with, with Jason and Travis Kelsey's mom. Like, here's a big coin. I wonder which one you're going to watch now that you have two sons in the league who both play at the same time on different teams. Oh, by the way, you don't need to make that selection if you buy NFL Sunday ticket on YouTube TV for the low price of blah, blah, blah. Ugh. Just, I, I can't stand it. Not only is it shoving it down your throats, but um, I was excited for Nolan Smith to go to 30. I, I must say it was a steal. He fell down. He was a consideration at 10, and it's a robbery. He went at 30. Yet I have to hear Dude Perfect talk for four minutes about some some crap about a huge coin. Worst part of last night, by far. Dude Perfect. Last note I had. Uh, NIL means a lot of things in college football. And it's complicated. Hard to wrap around. It's, it's up in the levels of Congress right now getting argued. If there's one thing it's done, though, it, it has done wonders for the chain game. Bling for the guys getting drafted and what Jordan Addison had going on. There's some impressive, some dudes have been, have been making some money in college. Let's say that eight, seven, seven, eight, six, seven, 1670. Let's go back to the phones here. We got Dave in Milwaukee. Dave, what's up? Hey guys, uh, just getting back to the Packers draft yesterday. And, uh, really think that the Packers missed on a real stud with, uh, the Ohio state wide receiver. I, so I, do you think they missed on him because you love him as the player, or you think they needed to take a wide receiver? I think it really is uh, important to develop uh, Jordan Love right now, and I think that's their biggest need right now is to get him some confidence and get this offense moving so we can get first downs and score points. And without that, I think you're going to really see him struggle uh, if he doesn't score points and move the ball. And I think that's where we really need to focus on. I mean, he's a young kid. He needs some confidence. I mean, this is exactly what Rodgers would have told them, too. I mean, you, you need you need some help out there. I mean, and that would have really helped him out right there, get a real stud kid that was always there for him. I mean, this kid from uh, Iowa is a good kid. But, again, he, he wasn't even playing every down for them. You know, he's, he's a special value that you put in there uh, once in a while to try to, to try to get help. But I think you're going to really need more confidence on a, a regular basis on that offense for love than it really did on the defensive move. I, I really think they made a mistake on this part big time. But is that just taking a wide receiver at that part or you love the player? Because I, I, I could say no matter which team, no matter where they are, they need to take this position because they need that position. That doesn't mean the player is good enough to warrant that pick. Right, right. I see that there. But I also think that that player was extra special. You know, you, do, you don't get guys like this that you pass on sometimes. Like the Packers, Packers passed on Jefferson in the past, and, and they, they mistaked on that too also. You know, they should have went with him. Uh, you, you, you have special guys that are really out there, and then you have guys that are just average receivers. And that's what we're going to get now if they're going to go and get a receiver in the, the third or fourth or fifth round. We'll see what they even do here in the second or third. But, you know, they're not really out there to go get offensive weapons. Uh, they haven't done in the past, and that's where they've made their mistakes, I think, sometimes on getting these premium guys that can really move the offense. All right, Dave. I appreciate it. Thank you. I think, and thanks as always for the call, I, I, I get it. We have to have Jordan Love get help. There has to be a hall of weapons from the draft. But what is the difference 
between using your 13th pick on a crap wide receiver class with a bunch of dudes that fall to the 20s and a tight end class with one dude going in the first round. What's the difference between that and taking both of your second round picks in a draft heavy on second round pass catchers on those positions? I would argue it's even a more productive strategy. Like just because Njigba's the best wide receiver in the draft doesn't mean he's that good. I'm not saying he's going to be good or bad. But just because you are the most attractive of a certain group of people, that's all relative. Either the people you're with are that unattractive, or, or maybe they happen to all be, be amazingly attractive and you are the top of that, right? Like, it's a bad wide receiver class. There's a chance that Lucas Van Ness is just the least ugly group uh, in the group of wide receivers. Which, I, again, time will tell. I think there's a real concern about the the hamstring, about the injury. I, I like him as a player if it fits, but you're also drafting a slot receiver in the first round, which I hate to say it this way because I, I don't like when I hear it, but the Packers don't do that. Now, do I think maybe they should if a special, special player comes along? Sure. But if Jackson Smith and Jigba was that special, he wouldn't have fell to pick number 20. That's what I keep coming back to. If Jackson Smith and Jigba was that amazing of a player, he would have gone in the top 10 or the top five. It's a passing league. Teams value wide receivers as much, if not more than anything. And he fell to number 20. And I think that tells you enough. 877-867-1670. We'll step away. A lot more to get to. We'll get back to the phones when we come back. Ben Kenny in for Bill Michaels. This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. some weird stuff going on online on Twitter. I don't want to present this as news because I don't know if it's real. Uh, I, I would figure it's not real. Let's start there. But there's some open courting going on. Uh, on You don't usually see courting happen on the side of the wide receiver tweeting pictures of himself in another uniform. However, that's what's happening with Antonio Brown as we speak. As he goes through, let's say, a a lot of off-the-field troubles. And as he has burned nearly every bridge he has in the NFL, just tweeted a picture of him in a Ravens uniform saying, excited to return to the NFL this year. Hashtag Ravens flock. I'm not going to put it past the Ravens or the NFL for this actually to become true. I thought it's pertinent enough to at least pass along. We're monitoring the situation. Uh, If I'm the Ravens draft Zay flowers, pick up Odell Lamar's back, but there's some weird cultural stuff going on there with the not paying him for a while. Antonio Brown is just the last person I ever want walking into my, my locker room. So if the Ravens do it, I would disagree with it. But Antonio Brown's out there trying to get employed. Maybe that's how we should, we all as a society should approach employment. Just go on social media, buy the uniform of the place you want to work at, and say that you're working there. And then until they say no, people will probably believe you. 
You're not wrong, technically, in the eyes of many, until the, the organization says no. So we await word from the Ravens in regards to Antonio Brown. Interesting stuff. It's the Bill Michaels Show. Ben Kenny in for Bill Michaels, hitting the top of the hour here. We'll return to the phones when we come back. 877-867-1670. Some thoughts from Brian Gudikinst as well. That's around the corner. We'll be right back.